Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them, it's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. My name is Dr. Shayla D. Williams. Today's guest is Quinn Barrett. Quinn is an author and speaker who teaches people how to meditate in fun and unconventional ways. Her mission is to help people live life in balance with simple methods, which can be used at any time, anywhere. She is the creator of Busy Life Meditation and Intuitive Daily, a new conscious, interactive meditation practice. Quinn has taught her innovative methods internationally for 20 years. You don't have to wait for a crisis to introduce a simple meditation practice into your busy daily routine. She started Busy Life Meditation and Intuitive Daily because she wants to remove stigmas of meditation, being difficult or struggle to find the time or appropriate atmosphere. Conscious interactive meditation can be practiced anywhere at any time. If you like your meditation practice, keep it. But if you're new to meditation or want to explore an attentive approach, come give it a try. If you want to have fun while exploring the deeper parts of yourself, you're in the right place. So I can't wait to get into this. Welcome to the show, Quinn Barrett. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, yes. Where were you in your life before you started meditation? How long ago was that? I've been meditating um, in terms of routine about 20 years. Prior to that, I had a period in my life where I was, you know, a corporate Godzilla businesswoman. Uh, and I've always been a spiritual seeker. And there were times that I meditated, but it really didn't um, take hold on me till I would say um, maybe even 25 years ago. And once I found the sweet spot that worked for me, it's not something I have to do. I love to do, and I do it all the time. I have maybe 20, min 20 minutes in the morning when I first wake up. I try and find another 20 minutes, but I find myself what some people would call prayer. I call meditation. To me, they're interchangeable. Like even right before the show, I centered myself, balanced myself to be ready for this. Okay. So talk about that sweet spot. Okay. Well, 85% of people who try meditation don't stick with it. And there's a reason they don't stick with it is they don't feel like they're doing it right. Right. So the problem is there's really no right or wrong. And we have some very old lineage-based traditions where that are very specific in how you do it and you need a guru. And then we have some more freeform um, like uh, apps like headspace.com and 10% Happier, Simple Habit, which are great because they're great introductions to meditation. But they both kind of arrive at the same place. And that is there's a guidance system that basically tells you you're doing it right or wrong and, and walking you through it. And I think that that guidance system is important initially. But what we all want is to for people to figure out what works for you. So I have a very definitive, no guru necessary um, teaching approach. And that is, we can sit here and say, well, maybe I go on a bike ride. Maybe I go on a walk. Maybe I, you know, cook in my kitchen. And those are all true. But what I want is that when you do any of those things, do I feel at peace? Do I feel in balance? Because meditation to me in its simplest form is if you're in balance, you're in a meditative state. You don't have to stop what you're doing and go meditate for 20 minutes. 
you know, that's not always convenient. Let's say you're having a rough day at work and you go to Starbucks to blow off some steam and get a, get a cup of coffee. While you're standing in line at Starbucks or one of our new pandemic grocery lines, you can put yourself in balance right in that moment. Sometimes it could be something as simple as an image of something. But the way I teach and through Intuition Daily is I break it down into something I call, well, I, I, I call it the words, colors, numbers, and images approach. Mm-hmm. And every time, like for instance, Shayla, if I t- say to you, what does the color blue mean to you? Is that rhetorical? Yeah. No, no, I'm asking well, you. <laughs> well, it's actually my favorite color. Okay, it's your favorite color. But what feelings does it, does it evoke to you? Sense of calm. Calm. Okay. What does red mean to you? Mm, agitation. Okay, good. Now, so everybody has their own soul language of what certain words, colors, numbers, and images mean to them. And so, like, if I say red is about, you know, passion and it's fire and it's this, and somebody else could be anger, I'm not right and you're not wrong. It's just what it brings up to you. Right. Do you have a favorite number? Um, 40. 40. Okay. So if we take 40 and we break it down to its common root, that's a four. Mm-hmm. So four in terms of mathematics or somebody like numerology, it doesn't really matter if like maybe four is your favorite number. What does that mean to you? What does it represent to you? So we use the world around us as kind of this le- living, breathing oracle card, if you will. And I'm not trying to get into you know metaphysics or tarot or anything like that. I'm just saying we have all this information around us. We can look at an image and we can then at that point say, what's, what is that image bringing up in me? What are the colors I see in it? What are the words I see in it? What are the numbers I see in it? And we, it will either cue or trigger us. If we get a trigger, it means we're out of balance. If it cues us, that resonates with it, it puts us in balance. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it makes sense. I'm trying to grasp it. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so what I say to people is when you can get in balance anytime, anywhere, so you can have an attentive, meditative attitude, you have to look at what's around you. If it's, so anger is a good example. Anytime we feel anger, we're out of balance. Do you, okay. So how do we get ourselves out of that anger more? And some of it may be legitimate, but anger doesn't get us anywhere. It just doesn't. And it's also telling us that there's fear, there's sadness, there's all these things. But if we can focus on what the world around us, you know, God has given us all these things around us that are just virtual clues to us all the time. And I can look at a picture, let's say we're in in the same place. I can look at a picture. You can look at the same picture and we can have a completely different experience of that picture. Mm -hmm. Right. So everything around us is there for us to access so that we can bring ourselves into balance. So if I see something and, I, it, and I'm upset with a boss and I'm standing in line and I can look and say, you know, at a Starbucks, so there's a lot of green in Starbucks. Green is all about love and hope, forgiveness, kindness, right? Mm-hmm. So if we shift our mind into these more primitive objects and it takes us back to our root, because it's very difficult to stay angry when you're saying love, when you're thinking love, saying love, thinking forgiveness, saying forgiveness, it automatically, it may not completely take you out of that moment, but it will shift you into something different. And uh, so what, one of the, in, in the pre-interview uh, questions, one of the things you asked is like, you know, explain some successes around this. 
can I can I just launch into that? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I would do uh, classes and events where I would bring strangers together, and we would pair them up. They don't know each other at all, and this is just you know simple basic energy exercises. But we're trying to collectively create this meditative environment. Every single time we took two people who had a similar energy, put them together in kind of an energetic meditative state, it was like they had known each other their whole lives. So all the resistance that they may have about seeing somebody was melted away because we are all really connected. We're ourselves and we're connected. And that's a very common spiritual you know, dichotomy. So being in a conscious meditative state is really a new way of thinking because Westerners have just over the last few decades have really uh, um, embraced yoga meditation, right? Mm -hmm. Now the next step is, okay, you, we know that this is what we're told we're supposed to do, but how do we access it more regularly? Like for instance, Anybody who is a spiritual bent, you know, has a regular uh, religious service, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can call on prayer anytime, right? Right. Right. And I, I don't know if you're a woman of faith or what your belief system is, but it can work the same way for people who are not necessarily aligned with the religion. It's still available and it, you can just reframe it so that it hits your sweet spot of your belief system. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. It, it's an interesting perspective you're uh, throwing out there. It, it's different. It is different. But one of the reasons I wrote the books is I was doing a lot of workshop as a, uh, you know, I get a lot of word of mouth clients and they would all be like, once you have that aha, aha moment, like, wow, what is this? You know, it's kind of like you want other people to know it. But the thing is, I have to spend my time teaching as many people I can, because until somebody shows them how to do it, Mm -hmm. they don't get it because we're so indoctrinated into the the system as it stands. This is what meditation is. This is how we do it. This is right. This is wrong. And there's no, none of that. There's none of that. I mean, Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people think there's a certain way that you have to pray. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. And I think that has become more commonplace. I grew up in a religion where you had to say it a certain way, and then you can say whatever you want to say, and then you had a closing at the end. And this is how God hears your prayers. Hmm. That doesn't really hold a lot of water so much anymore, because as religion begins to you know, diminish a little bit, the need for spirituality is ever more present. People want to feel connected to whatever that divine source is. And we just use different labels for it. Meditation is the path that we get to. And for, it starts with hope, you know, we, an expectation of something bigger and better. And then we find these prayer meditative states that help bring us in balance. Balance is essential to the process because without balance, it's difficult to have clarity. And clarity puts us in a position where we can make the best decisions for ourselves and our loved ones. And with clarity, we have well-being and we feel a sense of peace and wellness all the time. So every time we are out of balance, every time we have a, a, a negative thought, a negative feeling, oh, out of balance. Just how much out, just but how much out of balance are you? 
okay, well, I know something's going on. So I'm going to go inward. I can't go get a yoga mat and I can't sit for 20 minutes. I'm going to go inward and see what that takes me. I'm going to think about anything that comes around that helps to balance me out, whether it's a color, whether it's a word, maybe I see a cute little dog skipping along. All those little things, if we can seize on it in the moment, can bring us a moment of peace and that diminishes all the other negatives that we're feeling. That's an an attentive uh, meditative attitude. That's what I teach. Hmm. You know, in one fell swoop, you answered like three of my questions. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a professional speaker. So. No, it's, it's awesome. It's like, hmm, I don't have to do any work. I just listen. <laughs> so um, I wanted to go back to guided meditation since you mentioned that. Yeah. That's how I first got started. Um, it's, I forgot the name of that app, but anyway, it's been around for a while. And you were saying that it's not so great long term. I just want to make sure that I didn't misinterpret that. That is it a good thing or is it just not something we need to focus on long term? It's not a bad thing. I mean, we, I, I want everybody to have a, a I want everybody to have a spiritual ritual. Mm-hmm. And whether that's meditation, whether that's yoga, whatever keeps you in balance on a regular basis. I, I, I'm not trying to, to, to trash Headspace or any of those wonderful apps. I think it's a good introduction. But the problem is that, you know, it's like a song. And I don't care if it's your favorite song. If you hear it over and over and over again, there's a point where you need to take a break from the song and find another song, right? Mm -hmm. And so guided meditation and uh, FYI, uh, Headspace and all these wonderful guided meditation apps, they got a big backlash from the Buddhist and other more traditional meditation. Like just like, no, this is wrong. This is wrong. So what I have seen with my clients is they'll start with that a lot of people don't want to spend the extra money per month to do it. So you're getting the same stuff over and over again, and it gets boring to them. And when, when something gets boring, it's easy to fall off from it. So I feel like anything that you become either dependent on or it doesn't keep you interested in is that you'll do it for a while, you'll pull away. And then what happens is most people come to yoga, meditation, and spirituality through crisis. Mm-hmm. And like you read, in my in the intro was that you don't have to wait for a crisis to keep your yourself in balance you know um so yes i do like meditation apps but i think long term uh people um become more passive in in their practice right it's like having crutches and your leg is healed but you're still using the crutches uh, yeah, a, a little bit, uh, a little bit. You know, I think that, like I said, Headspace and groups like that do a wonderful service. Mm-hmm. But uh, ultimately, you know, to grow spiritually, you have to at some point, you know, kind of spread your own wings and figure out, you know, what works for you. Yeah. And I don't want to throw shade at different types of meditation practices because sure. I guess one works, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on transcendental meditation. It's something I consider, but I wasn't quite sure. Well, I know a lot about transcendental meditation. Um, I almost signed up for it at one point and I did a lot of research. So the trend transcendental meditation movement, you know, came from the Maharishi um, back in the sixties and early seventies uh, I just don't, the, the shortest answer is I don't believe you have to spend a thousand plus dollars to get their ma- mantra uh, to be taught how to meditate. I think anything that, any spirituality that costs a lot of money, I'm a little circumspect about it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you, maybe you know this, is that um, Deepak Chopra was the heir apparent to the Maharishi. Uh, and eventually, because he was writing these books and gaining attention, they separated and didn't have a relationship. So the Chopra Center is a similar version of transcendental meditation where you have to pay money to get the get your your private spiritual mantra. And I think mantra meditation is great, but you don't need to pay for it. You can use any word and Harvard did research on this to say it's not the word that has the meaning, it's the lack of meaning that makes the mantra work. You're trying to clear your mind of anything. So if you repeat something in your head, that over and over again, that has no meaning to you, it gives the same energetic effect that supposedly the Sanskrit mantra does. So I, um, I, I think if it works for you, great. If, if that's your community, that's great. But I teach people who would never do something like that, that maybe doesn't have the financial wherewithal to do that. Spirituality shouldn't have to be expensive. It's mm-hmm. available, but sometimes people don't know where to start. So I, I have mixed feelings about transcendental meditation, but I don't judge anybody who does it. Okay. And speaking of which, for those people who don't know where to start, you kind of touched on that already. You know, like your favorite color, your favorite number, your favorite uh, the whatever that can bring. Like you use the example of Starbucks. Right. There's green. Okay. I like green. And, and that can bring you that sense of balance, as you said. Right. The, the, the simplest thing, if somebody's interested in trying meditation without worrying about your, your posture, your hands, do I need to be doing something, is just sit in silence for two minutes. Start with two minutes. Breathe deep in and out. Some people don't like to close their eyes. It's a claustrophobic issue for them. So keep your eyes open. You know, just, just, just keep a gentle thing and then always bring your mind back if your mind goes off, it's going to go off in different directions. So where I come into it with Intuition Daily is that people who want to take that very basic meditation practice and take it to the next level, because meditation makes you feel good without a doubt. I've never met anybody who said, boy, I wish I didn't meditate today. But then there's people who want to know, okay, meditate, it feels good, but why does it feel good? So what I come into with Intuition Daily is I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you some feedback right now that you get from yourself. So I've worked with a lot of people who've never meditated before and they can see it and it's almost been the thing that has got them into wanting to have more of an experience with silent meditation. It's given them, you know, more of a a place of like okay, I get it. Just by that centering, I'm getting information about myself from me. So it is different. It, it, it is different. But I can say with 100% certainty that my batting average that anybody I've taught it to has been 100%. Now, like anything, you know, will you stick with it? And mm-hmm. that's really the test um, is creating that spiritual ritual every day. Do you find more people are reaching out to you now because of what's happening? Oh, with, yeah. It, you know, yeah. It's, it's like they're anxious. Yeah. I mean, people, people want answers and they, you know, we live in a society where people don't do their work and, you know, they, they just like, I don't care if you are Catholic. I don't care if you're Baptist. I don't care what your religion is. If you go to church and think 
that all I do is go to church and that's my work and I don't do anything the rest of the week, then my pastor is the one who's going to, you know, minister pastors, you know, doing the work for me. It doesn't work like that. And it's the same thing with meditation. We live in a world right now where people, uh, the collective consciousness is what's happening in this pandemic is the uncertainty of this. You can just feel the energy of people who are just uncertain, fearful, you know, all sorts of things. So it's, it's, it's been a lot of energy to, to take on. And so I have tried to make myself available through podcasts and have offered, I've done some, some free groups to people because this is the time where we pull together and it's not about dollars and cents. It's about being in service to your fellow man. And a lot of the questions are the same. And mostly right now, I always say there's three main areas people want questions about love and relationships, money, you know, that mm-hmm. could be your work, it could be investing, savings, and then well-being, physical, mental, emotional, creativity, um, spiritual. Right now, everything's focused pretty much on, on more of the money and a little bit of the well-being. But money is paramount right now because for the vast majority of people, and the people, even the people who have jobs right now are worried about their loved ones and their friends. So there's a big issue around money and what people, you, you know, it's, 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 it's not fair to tell people like, oh, it's just, you know, you just need to meditate. You know, you don't have to worry. You just have to meditate, but we will get through this together. And the best we can do right now is just take those deep breaths whenever we feel that fear and just keep visualizing that this too shall pass, that we will get past this into what's next. But sometimes change doesn't come in the way God doesn't put change, you know, here it's like, there's the door, go through there. You know, it's, it's like we just, with each incremental step forward, we'll find a little relief. So we can have some modicum of peace through this. And the, those who can stay in balance more through this will have the clarity for when, what next happens and shows up, they can see it more easily. Yeah, so you you have um, a nonprofit, and is that the busy, busy life meditation? Yes. Yeah. Okay, talk to us more about that. Um, busy life meditation is essentially what we're talking about. What I'm doing is I had just gotten um, uh, a green light from a few different library systems that I can go in there and anybody who wants to come for a free meditation class, and I teach them these techniques for free. And all I ask in return is that if they get some meaning out of it, that they share it with other people and to, to help their neighbors, family, friends, fellow, fellow countrymen to, you know, try and find some peace in their life. Because we're, we're the, even before this happened, the energy in our world is so frenetic. We live in such a polarized world. And the thing is, if we can try not to be distracted by the rhetoric that we really have no control over and just find our inner peace, then all these little miraculous things happen that I call synchronicities happen. And then the other things that, that, you know, kind of want to get in your ear, the, you know, the, the news, the media, the politics, they take a back seat to your inner peace. So busy life meditation is really me giving this out for free. And in during that, I am asking people to, I will train you, I will teach you, and I want you to pay it forward by training and teaching other people. Right. Have you ever gotten any pushback from doing this? Like people who just know we don't need this? 
Uh, you mean from a library or, uh, or just, yeah, either community, maybe a library or an individual, you know, any type of resistance? No. Um, it's because there's only if whenever anybody's had a hesitation and I go in and I talk to them, the thing is when it, when you feel it yourself, there's it, any hesitation uh, falls away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's never been that. In fact, it's been to the opposite. I, uh, I, I've had to really learn to kind of set boundaries when people find out what I do, you, you know, it's like, I have to compartmentalize my time of this is what I do in service, but I still have my own life and I need to, you know, take care of myself. But I know because when, when you hear truth and there's no agenda to it, nobody's trying to get any money out of you. It's like, you feel it. And if you know, you have a chance for people to feel it once they feel it, um, all those barriers, uh, any hesitation goes away. Okay. And you have, excuse me, Yeah, you have something else. It's called the Meditation Workbook Intuitive Daily, Living Life in Balance. Yeah, Intuition Daily. Um, what I did is I took, because I had so many people wanting to know more about it. So what I, what I did is I turned it into a workbook. There's actually two workbooks. Uh, one is the, the purple uh, color. Um, I call it Workbook 1.0. And the second one is 2.0. And that's a blue color. And so there's different images, words, colors, and numbers, patterns to, to just use and practice with. But I also teach people how to, you know, just do it on their own as well. So, yes, I, I have that. and um, But I also created a free interactive version at intuitiondaily.com that has all of that information there. It has information about uh, meditation and different types of meditation. It has information about the instructions of how to use it. So I feel like there's a a fair amount of spiritual privilege in our world um, that I feel like you just need to make, if we want to see the world change, if we want to see people kind of be more in balance, we have to make some of these tools available to them for free. And that's really what my mission is through Busy Life Meditation and Intuition Daily is the tool that I use when I teach. Okay, well, where can people find you? Um, well, the books are on Amazon.com, Intuition Daily, Live Life in Balance, under my name, Quinn Barrett. You can go to intuitiondaily.com, and that will take you to the interactive books. Or you can go to Busy Life Meditation. Right now, I'm based in L.A., so I'm only doing these type of events right now. Once we get back to where we can do things in public, I'm starting in L.A., and hopefully we'll grow from there. Okay, so to wrap up, I'd like to give my guests the final word and any last uh, nuggets of wisdom you'd like to share with my audience. Gosh, I feel like we pretty much covered everything. I just want to say thank you so much for um, offering me this spot and to share what I'm saying. I understand that it... um, uh, if without the visual, it, it's it's a little bit to uh, hopefully I, I've given you small enough nuggets to digest. I guess the main thing I always want to leave people with is find something that allows you to find that peace in a moment where it feels disruptive. 
and that will bring you into the balance because balance is everything in our life that allows us to have clarity. Sometimes when we're trying to be in motion and make things happen in our life, if we don't have the clarity, we can't see it. And so the clarity is essential to the motion. You can't just be doing, doing, doing. You have to do and feel at the same time. And so we're always looking for that feeling of well-being. And it starts with balance, meditation, clarity, well-being.